Geopolitics and Empire is joined once again by Willem Engel, who has peacefully been raising hell in the Netherlands. He's been fighting against COVID-1984 tyranny and has been charged with sedition for calling out police violence, as I understand it. He's been in and out of jail recently and was just released again. How does freedom taste, Willem? It tastes like I want to have much, much more of it. And it tastes so good that I wish this for everybody in the world. Yeah, that, yeah, it's it's good news uh, that that you were released, and you know, uh, we I think we talked like a year ago, and I've been following your work online, and I've never had the impression that you have done anything other than nonviolent and peaceful activism, well within the confines of the law, uh, and you know what we're supposed to be doing, you know, under our democratic rights. So, what's been going on between you and the Dutch state? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I have become public enemy number one, and uh, I'm a pain in the ass, apparently, for the, the the system or the regime, as I like to call it. Um, so I was just talking with, with, with Rico, and he told me, well, you knew this, this was going to happen. Uh, and in a sense, yes, because we have been really pushing against tyranny. We have been pushing against all these uh, mandates and restrictions uh, legally, but also through our media channels and also through actions and demonstrations. And uh, I think we reached a point after two years where they say enough is enough, out you go, or at least shut up. And that's what they tried. Uh, uh, they arrested me and wanted to put me away for at least 90 days. Then I was released because that is not possible if it's uh, uh, an offense that is still has to be proven uh, and a first offender. I've never done anything illegal in my life. Uh, so I was released with a very specific condition. And the condition was that I was not allowed to post anything on social media. But there you come to a point, what is posting? You mean uh, everything? Uh, what is social media? Uh, are we talking about my personal accounts or my accounts as an activist or my accounts uh, or the accounts of the, the news channel, uh, which you can see right here, <laughs> viruswaarheid.nl, which is not uh, social media, it's a media outlet. Um, and luckily, the, the judge today was very principled and said, well, if he is not allowed to be visible on social media, then that means that it's a gag order. Uh, and that is unconstitutional. That is against the, the freedom of speech. Uh, therefore, that uh, specific condition has to be removed. Uh, and therefore, uh, he did not violate uh, or he, he doesn't violate at the moment the, the restrictions. So uh, the suspension of the 90 days uh, uh, is still in place. It's a bit technical, but so they say he has to go to jail for 90 days uh, uh, awaiting his trial, um, but they suspended those 90 days. That's what this is about. So then that trial, let's get to that in 90 days, or I think it's in, in June, less than 90 days. Yeah. Uh, you're facing uh, accusation of sedition. What's this all about? Yeah, so that is actually another trial. So they, they are trying to sandwich it. Now there's two two uh, accounts or two accusations of, of sedition. And one was during a demonstration where I called on the people to march to the town hall and where I uh, called for them to 
uh, filed charges against the uh, commissioner and uh, the mayor. Um, and I asked all the people, and of course, this was meant sarcastically, to applaud for the police. And everybody uh, did all those uh, actions, call to actions. But uh, they realized that that was not enough. That was uh, too crazy. And I also had um, had a discussion or um, a talk with the people around me and said, well, if we are being kettled by the police, this is in violation of the Venice Accords or the Venice Treaty uh, or the Venice Commission, uh, which is about the rules of mass demonstration. Uh, so now this is uh, taking us hostage. Are we allowed to put uh, uh, police officers under citizen's arrests if they break the law? And now they try to... Uh, take it out of context and say, well, you called for the citizen's arrest on police officers. And although citizen's arrest is not illegal by itself, if you do it to a police officer, it might be because you can expect that he will uh, uh, resist and therefore you incite violence. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a far, far stretch to try to silence me. And I've heard that you, I mean... If, if you are charged with sedition, you could get up to five years. I mean, what are your thoughts uh, on the trial that's coming? Are you optimistic that you'll be able to, to win in the case? Or, you know, what, what are your thoughts on, on what's going to happen? Yeah, I'm very optimistic that we will win. Uh, this, this case is too crazy and there's now too much media attention on it to, to actually uh, be a meaningful case. Uh, there's not a single judge that wants to burn their fingers on it. Uh, so all the, 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 the hearings or the, the, the court cases are now with at least three judges. And that, that shows that there is a, a hesitancy uh, with the judges to rule on this case. They don't want to do it because it's so outlandish. Um, about the, the trial, I think at least one of them... Uh, will go on because they cannot pull back anymore. Um, yeah, it, it really depends on if the if the judge wants to save the public prosecutor. But of course, we will use um, everything we have, and that means calling for a lot of witnesses uh, and really show uh, the insanity. And of course, uh, I would not be happy with just. Uh, 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 a, a verdict of uh, uh, not guilty, I want the judge to also judge the district attorney or the public prosecutor because what they do is harassment, slander, uh, intimidation, uh, uh, taking hostage. They, they have gone so overboard with, uh, uh, with their means to, to, to reach this goal of silencing the opposition. Why, why is Willem Engel so dangerous? I, I was told, uh, you know, you were investigating links between Dutch politicians and the World Economic Forum. Uh, you know, what were some things that you were doing to, to piss off uh, the, the government? Um, well, of course, our main protest is still about the illegitimate uh, COVID restrictions. Um, but from the start, we have been pointing to 
the corruption happening in politics, happening in uh, in the media, happening in science. And I think they uh, don't really like to be exposed. If if you look at the the the, the power structure and the system, that's the World Economic Forum uh, that directly instructs ministers, uh, but the layer behind it is even more sinister. And that's all these uh, uh, consultancy firms, McKinsey, Accenture, KPMG. This is where the power is. They write the laws and then you have the civil servants to implement them and the, the ministers or the secretaries of state to market them, to sell them to, to the audience. But the whole scheme behind it is that there is a, a corporate network that has has committed a coup. Yeah, I was just talking about this uh, with CJ Hopkins, which you may know, and he calls this system global cap, global capitalism. There are different names, whatever you want to call it, Mr. Global. But Robert, yeah, huh? yeah, and that they, they're taking their face off now. And globally, this this tyranny, they're they're just telling us that you know you you need to be put in your place. You just need to shut up, put on your mask, eat the bugs, as he says. Um, and that just makes me think that this tyranny is reaching uh, entirely new levels, like what's happening to you in the Netherlands or seeing similar things happen in other countries. Um, it's not so, in one way, it's not surprising. We've seen this coming, but it's still shocking that it's actually happening. So what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, our Western democracies are now going full North Korea. I mean, we can see what happened in Canada. So, you know, what are your thoughts? Do you, do you think, I mean, in one sense, you're hopeful. Do you think, uh, you think this tyranny is going to continue or they will you'll be able to like, you know, ha get them to back down. Well, we only need one country that really collapses its power structure and then it's exposed. So I think we need to keep pushing. Um, I think it will get worse, to be honest. I think September, uh, they will f go in full lockdown mode again and bring back uh, COVID or something else. Um, at the moment, of course, we are distracted by uh, the, the war in Ukraine and there you see that they use the same propaganda tactics. Now the scapegoat are the Russians. And what Facebook did, calling for violence against Russians or allowing, in, so inciting, if you talk about sedition or incitement, I would rather put Facebook on the stand. Um, that, that shows that they are not done with us, that they will go to extreme ends to reach their goal. And that this uh, shifting of the focus is really a distraction uh, to come back to COVID. And I think for a lot of people now, it, it is becoming more and more clear that this fourth industrial revolution with the digitalization of the identity uh, of your passport, the QR code, uh, the digital wallet, et cetera, et cetera, that it's the real goal, goal to go to a full-blown surveillance state. Yeah, that, that's the real goal and the number one danger and what I've been saying for the last two years. And I was just going to ask you about that. And I'm also pessimistic uh, that they, they seem to be advancing globally, this tyrannical biosecurity state with this social credit um, system. And um, I also see that it seems to be, at least in the Netherlands, uh, among the mainstream political uh, opinion that everyone's, uh, I mean, they made you out to be like, you know, some boogeyman. How, how do you see that? How do you deal with that? Yeah, it is, it is strange. Um, 
luckily, the real world where I meet physical people uh, is very friendly. Everybody wants to have a hug or a selfie or or just a conversation. Um, so I, I'm not too worried about what's happening in the media, but it reaches proportions that might endanger uh, my life and the privacy of the people around me. And that, of course, is, is a heavy burden, um, but one that I, I need to carry. The, the alternative is, is much more grim or bleaker uh, in a sense that then we just comply and submit to tyranny. And that cannot happen. I mean, as, as long as there's people that want to speak out, we can stop this. Yeah, I also don't see any other option. Uh, you know, we can't submit to tyranny or whatever the cost. I was told that you refused. Uh, I've never taken a PCR test. I refused to take one. And I was told that you refused to take one in jail. And then as a result, they put you in, in solitary confinement. Is that true? Yes, that is that's true. Uh, uh, one note. So the solitary confinement was in my own cell. It was not uh, this isolation cell where you have padded walls. Uh, so I had uh, a book and a TV and I could make uh, my own dinner. Uh, but I was restricted in a sense that I could not go out. I could not interact with other detainees. Uh, uh, people uh, stayed away one and a half meter, uh, wore their face masks. So it's, it's quite intimidating. And what they also did is that because I also don't wear a face mask, okay, so you can't call, you can't shower, you can't reach your attorney, uh, you can't uh, uh, ventilate, uh, and all these are very fundamental rights. So that uh, brings a few more court cases. And in a sense, I'm, I'm happy to have gone through this uh, experience, not that it was nice or pleasant, but uh, it also showed me that people in prison are actually, uh, from a legal standpoint, uh, a weak group, and we need to protect them. It's very easy because they don't have the means to voice themselves or to let themselves be heard, to have access to the media, uh, so they just have to take it. I'm in a, I'm in a very uh, fortunate position where there's a lot of attention on me, so when I speak out about this, uh, maybe maybe people pick up, but the normal sentiment in in societies is, but uh, but those are prisoners, those are bad people, uh, but they're still human beings and they still have rights. And at at this moment, these rights are are worth virtually nothing. Yeah, and um, what I mean, are there any other issues that you want to let us know about to to, to get off your chest uh, that you think are so, important? Yeah, I think. Two things, uh, one about how we use social media. We see that social media and intelligence agencies are intertwined. So we have to be very smart about what do we put on? How do we use it? And maybe if, if you think, well, I don't want a slander or, um, or incitement or sedition case, uh, download everything and then uh, block your own account if, if you're not using it anymore, because we're, we're giving them a big stick to conjure up any kind of charge. And once you're in prison, you can't check on your social media whether that makes any sense. And you have to think of what you said 10 years ago, because this case is, is, not, a, is not an isolated case. There's a, a lady that uh, has been sentenced for six months for two posts. She posted five years ago. This was in, the, in Great Britain. So I think we really need to uh, look at, at our defense in that sense. 
but also um, the normal or the normal, the, the, the way we are controlled or surveilled to begin with through social media. Um, that's one thing. And the other thing is that the win today and the attention this case got, that it really went uh, quite viral around the world, uh, shows that we need to keep speaking out because this triggers people that are looking the other way. If it, if it comes to, to uh, an absurd amount of intimidation or censorship, then finally we see lawyers or newspapers shift a little bit and say, well, this is a bit too much, people. Now we need to talk about it. So that, I think, is the big win. And it's interesting you mentioned that about social media. I was just reading today in, in Mexico, in the state of Nuevo León, the governor uh, made a new constitution for the state, and it says that you're not allowed to disrespect the governor or disobey like the orders that he puts down, even on social media. Uh, and so if you disrespect the governor, you can get fined and go to jail for 36 hours. And there was another case in Mexico where a YouTuber insulted a, a politician, um, I guess, online. And now the, the government's opening uh, an investigation into him. So this is happening globally Everywhere. and and i i don't think it's this shouldn't be normal like the, our governments this is tyrannical but it this was is absolutely tyranny yes this is absolutely tyranny and we're giving them a stick to hit us with so we have to in a sense be very smart in what we still put out on social media and i i would suggest that we only use it as a funnel so that uh, we sort of given a give a bell icon on social media to notify people that on our own platforms we have new content yeah yeah um you know any other recommendations for you know what we can do us you know globally going forward uh, i agree with you things uh, are getting worse uh, i think we will probably have something in the fall again they're going to launch at us um you know how do we how do we resist what, what do we do going forward I think it's really important to uh, keep adhering to the four-step plan, which is take care of yourself, love your family, uh, form communities, and couple these communities. And if we keep repeating that, there we find uh, the safety in our own network. I think the first two years, we have really shown the tyranny and, and also on the other side have shown truth about what the real reason of the restrictions is, about their ineffectiveness against any kind of infection, about the, 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 the ludicrousy of, of COVID-19, uh, the failure of the injections. Now, that's all out there. Everybody who wanted to know uh, could have informed themselves. I think this next phase is really about taking, taking care of, of our family, our group, uh, the groups surrounding us to make sure that we do not drown with the rest of the people. And, and that, that is a tough choice. I understand that we want to save as many people as possible, uh, but some people are still too afraid to see the truth and they rather go with the molesting parent than to set themselves free. And, and that is also a harsh lesson of self-determination. If these people choose that life, who am I to say, no, you're doing it wrong? Yeah, these people doubling and tripling down on Stockholm uh, syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. Um, and any then final, final thoughts for us as we 
continue on into the fourth industrial revolution and, and yes. great reset? <laughs> I think we have to always embody the values that we value most. And for me, that is love, truth, and freedom. And if we keep living according to those values, we make ourselves attractive to those people around us. And this can go viral. And wh where would be the best places to find you online? And, you know, is there a way people can, can support you? Viruswarhead.nl. Yes, .nl and Videowaarheid. That's where we have our, uh, our video archive. Um, and, of course, the Dutch newspapers, although you have to take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, uh, and you're still on uh, Twitter, your personal account, and your absolutely. So, so I'm back on all social media. There's no gag order. I can say whatever I want, as long as it is not criminal. But there, of course, we still have to do a lot of uh, debate on where we where we set the bar. Because if I look at some people, what they can post on social media. And they're not arrested, but they clearly incite violence, but it's uh, violence against the opposition. And then everything is allowed. Well, I think for you dancing, you know, around these rules, I mean, you're a dancer, so it, it comes natural <laughs> to you. And so, yeah, we wish you all the best. Everyone follow Willem on, on, on the websites and, and social media. And again, best of luck. I really hope all goes well for you uh, in the court case. And I mean, you're also an example for a lot of us to keep fighting the good fight. So, you know, thanks for being back on Geopolitics and Empire. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this Geopolitics and Empire podcast. The website is geopoliticsandempire.com. And I encourage you to sign up for the free email list that goes out with each podcast and every weekend with a collection of news headlines. The newsletter and website are our last lines of defense. We're being censored and deplatformed. It's nearly impossible to find Geopolitics and Empire on the Google search engine. We've been blacklisted. YouTube frequently takes down our videos with strikes. Facebook restricts our page. Reddit and Twitter take down posts. And after the Associated Press mentioned Geopolitics and Empire in a 2021 article co-written with NATO, our Patreon account was terminated. Vimeo also terminated our Pro account. The best free way to help Geopolitics and Empire is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or elsewhere and subscribe to all of our media channels. You can find the video broadcast now on five platforms, Odyssey, Rockfin, Rumble, BitChute, and Brighteon. You can find the audio broadcast on the podcast ecosystem, SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, and so on. My current favorite social media channels are Twitter and Telegram, but you can also find us on Gab, MeWe, Minds, Float, VK, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Finally, Geopolitics and Empire is in dire need of funding to continue. You can leave a donation, purchase a consultation with the host, or become a member to receive additional benefits. We also produce a weekly broadcast called Dissident Thinker for members and Rockfin subscribers only. We will continue to fight the good fight come hell or high water. Thank you for listening.